We are in the middle of this series called Happy Life. And what we were saying was, is as followers of Jesus, we believe that we should be the happiest, healthiest, most excited people on the planet, right? Because we are following after him and seeing what he has to say to do in each one of our lives. And so today we're going to talk about this. And today we're going to talk about choices and how the choices we make in our life can lead to a happy life. And if you're like me, you've made some bad choices in your life. You've made some choices that just aren't good and don't line up and you might regret them a little bit. And I just want to kind of start out by telling you about a couple of bad choices that I made. So if you've been coming for any length of time, you might know me or I might know you or know your name and we've been out to coffee or lunch or happy hour or maybe something like that, but maybe we haven't yet and you don't know that much about me. Well, I want to give you a little glimpse into my past. So I always didn't used to dress like this. In fact, um, a couple of years ago, I subscribed to a men's fashion magazine and really kind of transformed the way that I looked just because I felt like, you know, I was looking at this and I had choices to make and there were some decisions that I regretted throughout my life related to how I dressed and how I looked. Um, like when I got engaged and Caitlin and I had the same haircut, which was really... What a brutal situation. I mean, it was just not, it was one of those things that just wasn't good. And people are like, are like is that real? Yes, that's real. Like we both had bobs, which was exciting to me. And so um, I did that for a series. And yes, I am wearing a turtleneck sweater with a scarf, which is exciting. Turtleneck sweater in Chicago, 2007. But see, then it wasn't only that that I had in my life. And that's true, right? And people are still laughing about it in the room right now. That's how bad it was. But then there was an era in my life when I said, I don't know why, but I got this. I, I want to look like Rod Stewart. And so I did. <laughs> that was also an exciting time. And so um, I had the, the bleached blonde hair and um, I... They had these vests going on. I don't really know what happened with those, but there was a time in my life when I did that. And then finally, I want to kind of show you the worst of the worst. And it was my dad got remarried in 2009. I just want to put up a picture of that. This is me over here, probably about 30 or 40 pounds heavier than I am now. But I have um, dress pants on with an untucked shirt from Express, I believe. Vest, glasses, a hairdo that was supposed to be blonde, but ended up looking some kind of off yellow, like if you're in the Crayola box, it's like cauliflower, like that was what it looked like, right? And then, and then I had flip-flops, which was exciting. So I don't know if you've ever done anything like that in your life, but I've done that in my life. Because I've, here, here's the deal, it was, these are kind of funny, silly things, but here's as I look back through some of these pictures and knew that I was going to put them up this week. One of the things that I wanted to say, and I think it's true of all of us, we could agree on this, we've all done some pretty dumb stuff. We've all done some pretty dumb stuff related to choices that we've made in our life. And some of the dumb stuff is funny, and some of it's jovial, and we can laugh about it and look back on it. But some of the decisions that we've made that are dumb are pretty serious, and there's consequences to them. We regret them. We have to put one foot in front of the other to kind of get ourselves back up on our feet. Because a lot of us have done this. We've made some mistakes, haven't we? We've made a lot of mistakes on our life. We've made a lot of mistakes that we wish we could go back on, but we can't change, and we live with them. And how do we live with them, and what do we do? Because of those mistakes... A lot of us have woken up with regrets. We've woke up with regrets. We think about the night before and we're like, why did I do that? We think about decisions we've made that have hurt other people or even ourselves and we think, why did we do that? Why did we do this? Why did we participate in this? And for some of us, the mistakes have been so severe that we've dwelled on those mistakes for months and years to come because they've been so, so severe and they're hard to come back from and your mind kind of haunts you with those mistakes. Here's what I want you to know about making decisions that are dumb, because we've all made some pretty dumb decisions. Here's what I want you to know. It happens. It happens. 
Now, this is not an excuse to do dumb stuff. This is not an excuse to sin. Sin will ruin your life if you let it creep into it. But we have to understand that all of us at some point in time have done something dumb or something stupid that we have to pick ourselves back up from and we have to put back together the pieces of our life. I had to put back together the pieces of a very broken wardrobe and hairstyle history, right? And you, whatever it is for you in your life, it might not be funny, it might be very serious. We have to pick ourselves up and put our piece, the pieces of our lives back together. Because I'll tell you this, when, when dumb stuff happens, it leads to unhappiness. It leads to unhappiness. We're talking about happy life and how we as followers of Jesus, and if you're not a follower of Jesus yet in the room, you should be, we'll talk about that, but that's okay. But here's one of the things we want you to know is that when you do stupid things, when you make mistakes, when you enter into sin, it will lead to unhappiness in your life. I will tell you this, I heard a motivational speaker speak last week. He said something that I completely disagreed with, and I wanted to bring it to you today because I thought it was so interesting. He said this. He said, you only regret the things you don't do. I was like, well, that's interesting because I regret a lot of the things that I've done. I was like, I don't regret just the things that I don't do. I regret a lot of the things that I've done. And if you're like me, a lot of us in our lives deal with this on a day-in, day-out basis. And how do we deal with the things that we do that we regret, things that are sin, things that are unwise decisions. So I'm going to put a word up on the screen that I think is important because all of us need to understand how important this word is because we deal with it every single waking day of our lives. And here's the word, choices. So we all have choices to make. When you get up in the morning, you're already starting to make choices, right? What am I going to wear today? What am I going to eat for breakfast? What am I going to drive to work? How am I going to get there? What am I going to do when I get home from work? What am I going to do when I'm at work? We have choices that we make throughout our lives. Some of them are big. Some of them are very small. Some of the other choices we might make, their big ones are, hey, who am I going to enter into a relationship with? Furthermore, am I going to marry that person someday? Am I going to have children? Am I going to participate in that? Am I going to have a job that I really love and enjoy? And furthermore, where am I going to live? See, we make choices every single day. And sometimes the choices that are presented to us can get us into trouble if we aren't making the right one. But every single one of us, every single day, makes a number of choices based on small things and really, really big things. And so as we look at our choices, we want to evaluate how we make these very, very important decisions based on every choice that we make, because some of them can get us in a lot of trouble. So I get to meet with people throughout our community and have coffee and lunches and dinners and happy hours. And one of the questions that comes up as it relates to choices a lot of times when I'm sitting with somebody is this question that I'm going to put on the screen. And it's so informative for me of how people think. Here's the question. Hey, is this a sin? If you don't know what sin is, sin is that word that describes when we do things that God has instructed us not to do. We kind of break the laws that he's put forward. So people ask, hey, is this a sin to do this? If I participate in this, is this a sin? I don't know if it's wrong, but is this a sin? What does the scripture say about this? And I always respond with the same answer. I said, so you're asking the question, how close can you get to the line, not how close can you get to God, Right? That's what we ask when we ask, is this a sin? Because see, the truth is about human nature is this, is it's human nature to get as close to the line as you can without crossing it. 
It's human nature to go, okay, listen, here's the line, and I know I should not step over it. I know I should not do that based on my own history and my current circumstances and my future hopes and dreams. There's the line. I want to know how close can I get to that line without going over it. That's what we do. We kind of play with God, and we go, I'm going to eke toward it, and you know that if you step over that line, what happens? There's consequences to your actions. You regret. You deal with things that you don't want to deal with if you're looking to have this idea of a happy life. But see, we tend to ask this question about choices, and it's so important for us to understand this question because it's so key to understanding all of this. We tend to ask this question about choices. Is it good or is it bad? Is this thing that I'm going to make a decision on, is this good or is this bad? Furthermore, we tend to ask a different set of questions. Hey, if it's good or bad, okay, we got our answer. Is it legal or is it permissible? So if it's not bad and it's legal and it's permissible, well, then I must participate in my life, even if I know based on my history and current circumstances and future hopes and dreams that I should not cross that line. So we ask, is it good or is it bad? But there's a problem because there's always a problem as it relates to choices and decisions that we make. The problem is those are the wrong questions to ask. As it relates to our choices and our decisions that we make every single week, I want to encourage every single person in this room and every single person who can hear my voice to stop asking those questions. Stop asking, is this good or is this bad? Is this legal or is this permissible? You know why you should stop asking those questions? Because you, a unique creation, has a unique history that those questions cannot answer. And you have to evaluate where you are right where you're at. So I want to encourage you to do something different. Rather than asking, is it good or is it bad, I'm going to put a word on the screen. But I want you to understand how important this is. And I think this is so key as we learn how to filter our decisions through this word, because this word changes everything, specifically the way that we in this room collectively and as individuals make decisions. Here's the word, wisdom. Wisdom is key to everything. Wisdom, this idea of ancient knowledge. See, when I think of wisdom, I kind of think of like an old man with a beard, with a staff, you know, maybe like some things are shooting out of it. I kind of think like that. But really, at the end of the day, that's not what wisdom is at all. And what I love about the scriptures is they have so much to say about wisdom. But see, I told you that you should stop asking the questions, is it good or is it bad? Because it doesn't apply specifically based on your unique history. You need to ask yourself a different question. In fact, this is the best question I've ever heard. When I heard this a number of years ago from a guy by the name of Andy Stanley who transformed my way of thinking when he presented this question forward and I heard it for the first time, it changed everything in my life related to the way that decisions were made, thinking about my future. Stop asking, is it good or bad? Here's what you need to begin asking. What is the wise thing to do? What is the wise thing to do? Not what is good, not what is bad, not what is legal, not what is permissible. What is the wise thing to do? And I'm going to talk about why this question is so key to every single one of our lives right where we're at. But let me make another point as we talk about happiness. Because I talked about making dumb decisions will lead to unhappiness. Let me tell you what leads to happiness. Wisdom leads to happiness. Wisdom leads to joy. 
Wisdom leads to lack of regret. Wisdom leads way in the morning, you wake up and have way less regret about what you did the night before because you've said to make wise choices in my life as a priority to me. But what I love about this is that the scripture is filled with this idea of wisdom. It's everywhere in there. You open that up, you crack that up, it talks about wisdom so much. And why it's so important for us to understand that is because wisdom can transform each one of our lives. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, written by the wisest man of all time, right? It says this in the ancient scripture. It said, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. True knowledge, but fools despise wisdom. And discipline. And who despises wisdom and discipline? Fools. Idiots, right? They make choices that they regret all the time. That's all of us in this room when we've made unwise decisions. It's me too. Fools, right? Fools despise wisdom and discipline. And then in Proverbs 8.13, it says this, 3.13, it says, Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. Remember I said happiness? It leads to happiness in your life. Happy life, that's what we're striving for. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, who gains understanding. And then it goes on in the next verse. It says this in Proverbs chapter 4. Do not forsake wisdom. And she, almost comparing the idea of wisdom to a motherly figure in your life who would love you unconditionally. And she will protect you, love her, and she will watch over her or watch over you. And then probably my favorite one is this. It says getting wisdom is the wisest thing that you can do. And whatever else you can do, don't miss this, develop good judgment. Develop good judgment. Here's, here's why this is so important. Here's why wisdom is so important to every one of our lives, right? Because you have a past, you have a present, and you want to have a very bright future. And see, asking the question, is this good or is this bad, is this legal or is this permissible, doesn't take into account your specific past your specific present, and what you want for your future. So we say it like this around here. We say, in light of my past experiences, what is the wise thing to do? In light of my current circumstances, what is the wise thing to do? And in light of my future hopes and dreams, in light of my past experiences, my current circumstances, and my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? You want to know why this is so key? Don't miss this. Because you struggle with something different than the person sitting next to you or the person on this side of the room. You can't ask the question, is it good or bad? Because the answer is too black and white. Your history is unique to you. Your future is unique to you. That's why you have to ask yourself in light of my current circumstances, past experiences, and future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? If you, fun if you funnel everything through this wisdom filter, you want to talk about making Decisions that will benefit your life and those around you and help you do what? Love your neighbor as yourself more? And we have no choice but to surround ourselves with this very specific question. What is the wise thing to do? So I said this in the first service, but when I was in college, I was at Central Michigan University for a year. I studied broadcasting up there before moving home and completing my education degree at the University of Toledo. One of the prerequisites um, was to take these elective classes. You know, that's basically the shaft job to get your money, right? That's what I had to do up there. And one of the classes I took was the history of cinema, okay? It was really kind of a cool class. And I'll never forget 
sitting through that class, and the guy said, the guy who was the instructor said to me at the beginning of the whole semester, he goes, just want to let you know, the first thing that I will tell you is you, this class is going to ruin your experience at watching movies because you're never going to watch them the same way again. And he was right. I can't watch movies the same way any longer. And I'm going to say the same thing to every one of you sitting in this room. This message is going to ruin the way that you make decisions from this point forward because it did for me the first time I heard it. But it ruined it in the best possible way because now you have a filter to think about how you make every single choice in your life. What is the wise thing to do? And I gotta tell you, Caitlin, my wife, you know this, road rage like misses downstairs with the preschoolers. Like I'll sit in the passenger seat driving with her and she'll be driving and she, there'll be, I mean, she's got some problems on the 95, right? Like some of you do too, right? And so and she'll be getting like really angry and she'll be like, you know, people cutting her off. And I go, what is the wise thing to do? She goes, shut up, okay? <laughs> That's the truth. What is the wise thing to do? See, in the book of Ephesians, I love this, it says this, it says, so be careful. Telling the people of the time 2,000 years ago, 2,000 some odd, be careful how you live. Don't live like what? Fools, but those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these what? Evil days, written thousands of years ago. The times were evil then, and they are evil now. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. So, I have a challenge for everybody in the room, because we're always about the practical here at Downtown Harbor Church. What do I do next? What's my next step? What is the thing that I need to do as I leave here this afternoon, leaving on Sunday, and can put into practice on Monday? Here's what I want you to do. It's so important. I want you, and I'm talking to myself again, and this is the 15th year that I've kind of heard this. I heard it 15 years ago for the first time. I want all of us to change the way we think about decisions. I want all of us, big decisions, little decisions, I want every one of us to change the way that we think about decisions. So let me give you a couple of practical things that I think are so important for each one of our lives. Just some three practical things that we can ask ourselves. Just little situations. Here's, here's the first one. Should I have that drink? Now, this is based on your past, your current circumstances, and your future hopes and dreams. Should you have that drink? Because for most of us, the answer is fine. Yes, you should have that drink. But for some of us, who have a checkered history based on our own past and where we are in our current circumstances and where we want to go in the future, we shouldn't have that drink. And by the way, I don't think, I'm not a person up here telling people not to drink. I don't think Jesus turned water into wine for us to stare at. That's my own opinion. But I will tell you this. I will tell you that if you have a past that is checkered with this and you shouldn't do it, that is unwise. Ask yourself, what is the wise thing to do? Another just sidebar. I just have, you know, this thing in my life because my wife's an ER trauma nurse. If you are going to drink, just let me... For the love of everything holy, please Uber. Like, I mean, because it's like, it's like practically free to Uber, right? Don't ruin your life and ruin someone else's life, right? What is the wise thing to do? Should I have that drink? I love this one. Ooh. Should I answer that text? Should I go there? Should I go there from a coworker who I'm battling with? Should I go there from an inappropriate relationship that I know that I shouldn't have? an old boyfriend or girlfriend reach back out to you from high school or college, and you know you shouldn't go anywhere near that line. Maybe your ex-wife or ex-husband is trying to stir it up and rile it up, and you know exactly what they're doing. What is the wise thing to do? What is the wise thing to do? 
don't make unwise decisions. But what's so cool about this is that it's gray and it's unique to you in your own life because what is wise for me might not be wise for you and vice versa. Should I have that drink? Should I answer that text? Should I look at that? Should I look at that? And I don't know what that looks like in your life. But when you struggle with things and you know that you shouldn't do things that you're doing and it's unwise to do it, you are ridden with guilt and regret and despair. And who would want to have a life like that? I don't. Let me tell you why. Because I want to live a happy life. It's what Jesus calls us to do. If we're followers of his, we should be the happiest, healthiest people on the entire planet. But our choices oftentimes ruin us. What is the wise thing to do? What is the wise thing to do? When you filter your decisions through that question, I'm not going to go there yet. I'm going to leave this right here because I want to tell you a story. So as I've told you a little bit about myself today, I want to tell you another thing about me that you may not know. I can be sold anything. You name it, I can be sold it. Like if you're, like, if you're selling something downstairs, like I want one. It doesn't matter what it is. Like I want one, I can be sold pretty much anything. So I'm the guy who like, we leased our first car three years ago, so we went into the dealership, and sure enough, I started the conversation by going, well, I'd really like to get in one of these today. Like, my wife is like, are you nuts? Of course, these guys, you're giving, showing them your cards. I said, okay. So, sure enough, we, our lease was up, so we were ready to lease a new car, um, and we just did this a couple of weeks ago, which was really exciting. But in the meantime, we had made a new mutual friend, Caitlin and I had, as we started downtown Harbor Church. She goes here, and I know her outside of here, and she's a really awesome person, and we were having lunch one day. And so we, we started to talk about cars. And so the girls started to gang up on me. And they, they said, you can be sold anything. You know you're going to go in there and make an unwise choice. Here's what you do. Promise us. She goes, even if Caitlin's working, don't go in there by yourself, right? They're, you're like fresh bait for these guys. Don't go in there by yourself. So sure enough, I said to Caitlin, I was like, okay, hey, listen, it's time to go in. And let's start the, the process of leasing a new car. And she looked at me and she goes, okay, I'm off work. I'm going to go with you. I was like, great. And we got in there and she goes, but promise me something. We're walking out today doing nothing. And I was like, really? And she's like, yes, promise. I said, okay, I promise. So we go in there and they lay out the paperwork. And if you've ever bought a car, you know this, you know this deal. This is exciting, right? So they go in there and they lay out the paperwork and they start telling me about all the deals. And the guy comes out and I told him my number and I didn't want to put any money down. And he said, well, he comes back out, of course, not what I said. So he comes back out and he goes, well, I got to tell you, you guys are in luck. I said, are we? I said, I love being in luck. He goes, pointed to the number. He goes, that's the lowest I can get that number without getting fired. You would not believe what I had to do in the back with the guys in the back. And meanwhile, you know this, right? The guys are coming by, and I love this because they're doing this to me. They're going, and I'm going back. I'm going, oh, yeah, we're in, you know, like that. And Caitlin is sitting there, and she's, like, losing her mind at this point. And so, uh, the, guy, so the guy, they come back again, and they go, hey, uh, just so you know, um, you know, that's the number. And, and if you don't take this deal today, you're a fool. That's what she said, or that's what he said. He goes, you are a fool. And I go, I, said, I looked at Caitlin, and she was there. I said, can we take the deal? And she goes, you're going to need a minute, sir. And so he leaves, and we, walk, we come back, and she goes, we said we were walking away. It was the wise thing for us to do to go home and talk about this. So sure enough, we left. We got in the car. I actually made the wise choice. Want to know what I said to her when I got in the car? That's what I said. She's driving. Now I'm in the passenger seat. I said, gosh, those were nice guys. Weren't those nice guys in there? They wanted to give us over the world. And she goes, oh my. She goes, I cannot deal with you. So we actually went in two more times, right? We walked out a second time. 
And the third time, we went in. I said, I can't put any money down. I don't want to. And they said for the first time, okay, you don't have to. And the third time, the payment was even $60 lower than it was the first time they quoted me. All because why? Because two people who know me really well knew that I had a weakness. Me at the mall is a very bad scene, right? This is not good, okay? I, and, and, and the car dealership's even worse because, like, they give you the coffee and the waters and they're winking at you. I love that stuff. Like, I don't know why, right? But had I gone in there by myself, it would have been an unwise choice. And sure enough, at the end of the day, I made the wise decision and things were different. When you filter your decisions through that question, let me tell you what, you will be happier much happier. And see, it's so important for us to understand this. And let me tell you why. Because throughout my life, I've sat across from a lot of broken people. And I've sat across from a lot of people whose families are falling apart, whose families are in ruins, who've lost their jobs, who are down and out on their luck. And do you want to know why Time and time again, I've sat across from broken people and seen this happen. It's all related to choices that they've made that they regret. And in every circumstance that I've sat across from someone and had this conversation, not one of them had ever asked this question related to decisions. What is the wise thing to do? So I want to tell you this. Because I think it's so important for every one of us here to understand it. And by the way, those of us who are at Downtown Harbor Church, I got to tell you guys, this is the most amazing, awesome, exciting group of people ever. And you guys are loving each other and making wise decisions. I'm so fired up about what's going on over here. I love it. I want you to know this. As we look at what it means to have a happy life, when you make wise decisions, here's what I want you to know. It's the bottom line for today. When you make wise decisions, you will be happier your life will be happier. When you make wise decisions, you will be happier. So here's kind of my challenge. Because I've done this for 15 years now. I've been doing ministry. It's the only thing I've ever done. Worked with volunteers and kids and now downtown Harbor Church. One of the things that I want to pride ourselves on around here is prayerfully, hopefully, and by the way, I know it happens, but I want to have as few conversations about this with all of you as possible. You know why? Because I want you to have the best possible life that you can have. I want you to make the wisest decisions that you can over and over again. I want you to be the happiest that you can be. I want you to have the happiest, healthiest family that you can. I want you to love your neighbor as yourself with all that you do. And so you can start by doing that when you filter every decision that you make through this question. What is the wise thing to do? We've now ruined the way that you make decisions in the best possible way that we could ever ruin it. I've been doing this for a number of years now, asking this question, what is the wise thing to do? I don't always get it right. I'm so mad when I don't get it right. Like you, I mean, you are too when you have regrets. So mad myself. The one reason that I just think it's so powerful is because I don't want to deal with those feelings. They're brutal. They break us. They're so hard to come back from. So start filtering your choices, your decisions through this question. What is the wise thing to do? And everything 
every single thing in your life will be different. Let me pray for us. Dear God, I am so thankful for who you are and what you do and how you surround us and guide us and keep us. Dear Jesus, you are so powerful and amazing. And we know that when we follow after you, we're promised the next life, but you want us to figure out how to have the best life here, loving our neighbor as ourselves, making decisions that lead to the best possible families and best possible relationships. And so Jesus, I pray that you would help us at Downtown Harbor Church for the first time, first time in some of our lives begin to get this right. Gosh, it's so important. And dear God, I just want you to know that we love you and we thank you for who you are. And we pray in unison here today that you would just fill this room, work in our hearts so that we can know you more and figure out how to make wise decisions. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen.